Welcome back to Truth Hurts. We expose corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media. My name is Jake Duesenberg. Joining me as usual is MAGA Jesse. How you doing there, buddy? Doing okay. You know, I'm a little tired. I was watching that floor session in the house up until about 4 a.m. Didn't make it through that last hour, but uh, that was tough to watch. And, you know, we're going to break it all down. And uh, it's good things for people to know because, you know, these Democrats just legalized child abuse last night. If you want a straight-laced approach to this very confusing topic, there's William Beck right there in that seat telling us just how it goes down. Just how it goes down, and I am proud to say the woke police were ready to haul me off yesterday for misgendering a transgender doctor. <laughs> However, we both use the correct pronouns. New evidence has come to light. We'll be talking about that, too. All right, and running the dials, as usual, is Dawson. Thank you for doing this, Dawson. Still in the dark. guess we can't pay the... The bill for the lights in that room. <laughs> oh, where to start? Okay, let me first of all say something. Um, I decided to make this show. Li- Are you going to get your computer? Did you forget it again? That's two days in a row there, William. <laughs> William, when he gets his computer, will be reading your comments live on air. I know. Let let us know where you're watching from. And I, I really appreciate all the people tuning in to our show. I, I'm just humbled by it. It's honestly great. We're getting some really good traction. Rumble's working out for us, which is great because YouTube, once again, has got us banned. So that is what it is. They want to silence free speech, and Rumble is standing by us. So um, we did. We made this decision to bring a show to you. You guys tune in to us. Action for Liberty, our, our nonprofit organization. You follow us because you want us monitoring what's going on at the Capitol. And one of the biggest issues you've told us, and we believe wholeheartedly, is this general mutilation sanctuary bill? It's HF 146 in the Minnesota House, sponsored by Lee Finky, in a former life known as Chris Finky, a man. Um, that was scheduled to be heard last night, to be debated last night. Jesse mm-hmm. had alerted us to this, uh, I think, probably early in the week. Mm-hmm. They had two other bills competing with it. They brought those other two bills up first. Mm-hmm. So we were broadcasting live at 5.30 p.m. with the expectation that we'd get into this thing. They never stopped debating HF-1200. Right, and Pro- this transgender bill, it was first on the general orders. It was supposed to be the first bill that they were supposed to be it, debating. No, but it but, never goes that way. Right, of course, I know. They, they, get yeah. to, they get to pick and choose what they do. Exactly. That The order doesn't even matter in, mm-hmm. in many regards. So when we were broadcasting live, we never were able to actually opine on it because eventually, at, I think it was about 7.30, 7.15, the Democrats actually recess uh so that the muslim uh, legislators could observe the breaking of fast because it's ramadan <laughs> so we probably went for another 15 minutes reading your comments two hours in we just decided we're not going to do anymore because we have no idea when this thing was going to be brought up jesse you so i just got back from vacation i had little kids i think i fell asleep around midnight mm-hmm. when you were watching this thing till like roughly three or four in the morning. When, yeah, it when was did little, they start the debate on the bill? Oh, man. They, when did they start? It was probably around 9, 10 p.m. Uh, because they came back. Well, let's see. They came no, no, back no, no. I'm at talking about the debate on 146. Right, right. So on HF 146, this transgender bill, uh, let's see. They, they returned back into the to the floor at 8.30 p.m. So I, I'd assume that it was probably around 10 p.m. or so that they started. And I watched it all the way up no, until no, no, about. No, no. You're off on that. Okay. They started the uh, second bill at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to. I don't think they got into the sanctuary. Why is everyone laughing at me? <laughs> just the way you. No, you're wrong on that. Well, I just think he's way off of <laughs> this well, thing. Hey, I, I probably could be. You know, Stupid like I idiot. said, I was up. Until I was. I was. I was thinking this so. thing started past midnight. Do I not have that correct? I'll be honest. It was, it was a little bit. Oh of a my blur. god! He needs <laughs> <You> know, sleep. <laughs> Jesse's a little exhausted. Mm-hmm. All right, we appreciate you doing this. I didn't tell you you had to stay up that late, but Jesse's <laughs> really committed to it. I had to see what was going on. So there, they voted so. for the other bill before that. I think the debate started at midnight, really, because we were watching the uh, the remarks on the amendment, and that was at three a.m. Mm-hmm. when we were going back and watching the video breakdown. Right. They right. actually voted for the bill at 5.18 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. So that's when they voted to pass. And we're going to get into the vote. We'll show you how your legislator voted in just a minute. But um, let's set the stage here because if you didn't watch last night's coverage, we talked about another issue that's pretty much in realm with what the leftists want to do, which is basically confuse young children. Young children, by the way. Young mm-hmm. children. Elementary age children. 
This is why we're so interested about this topic. I don't give a crap what you want to do. If you're 18 years old, you can do whatever you want to do. It's stupid. Maybe if I was a friend of yours, I'd talk you probably out of it because it's a lot of stuff is irreversible. Mm-hmm. But we got to admit that this is child abuse. We cannot do this to children. Democrats don't agree with that. They're monsters. It's unbelievable. I've never, I couldn't have imagined 10 years ago the Democrat Party would be all in line with this. There's always the wackos, but the mainstream Democrats are in line with this. So we went back um, and watched the press conference by the Democrats before they even had this um, floor debate. So this is yesterday. And uh, they had an interesting person. They had a whole slew of guests, uh, transgender people out front of Minnesota, Speaker Hortman, Jamie Long, the uh, Repu- or the Democrat majority leader. But amongst all these speakers was a doctor. Let's go ahead and play this clip. This is uh, uh, from the press conference yesterday, Democrats. Thank you, Representative Finke. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Angela Cade Gepford. My pronouns are they and she. I'm the medical director right, stop of the right there. Health Program at Children's So what William was alluding to yesterday is when we were covering a topic um, of this this, uh, doctor, I assumed it was a they. William assumed uh, they was a she. Well, I didn't assume. I didn't assume anyone's gender. So Children's Minnesota, the place that this monster works for, uh, said that she was a female. But then we pulled up her Twitter and it said they. They. I think it actually said they them, didn't it? Yes, so it's a they, she, that's what she prefers <laughs> to be. Now, what mental state are you in when that is your pronoun? That, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You're plural and singular. Yep. Two-spirit? I don't know. Yeah, that, that's what I said, right? <laughs> I think I said that she was a two-spirit. You know considering what? So you that were you the said most she correct. and they. Yeah, but two-spirited you know. is referring to uh, Native Americans. Yeah, we'll appropriate the culture on this one. I don't know. (laughs) This is what I was referring to in the intro. The woke police have taken off my handcuffs because I am am innocent here. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of kinky. Woke police putting handcuffs on you. All right, (laughs) let's keep playing this video. Watch what she's... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can say that. Watch what they say. Mm -hmm. Minnesota. I need to first start off by thanking Governor Walls and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan for the recent executive order protecting access to the gender-affirming care that our patients need and deserve. And I also need to thank Representative Finke for bringing us here today to talk about taking the next urgently needed step by passing the Trans Refuge Bill. At its core, gender-affirming care is about listening to and supporting trans and gender-diverse youth and their families and providing them developmentally appropriate mental and medical care. To put it simply, gender-affirming care is health care. It is life-saving, specialized, evidence-based health care that has been proven several proven times point. over mm-hmm. to improve outcomes for youth who can access it. But the truth is it's already hard for transgender and gender diverse youth to access gender affirming care, particularly in large and rural states across this country where now this care is being politicized and banned. Good. A report released yesterday by the Human Rights Campaign indicated that more than half of trans youth ages 13 to 17 have lost or are at risk of losing access to age-appropriate, medically necessary, age-appropriate, carefully crafted, yep. Unbelievable. At Children's Minnesota, we've already received calls from families in other states asking that we see their kids. Families in states where bans have passed, like South Dakota, and families in Iowa, who, as Representative Finke said, their ban was just signed into law last night. These families are scared. Okay, let's let's stop it right there. So... If you hear anyone say that this is not really a deal, they're admitting they are already getting requests from other states to come here mm-hmm. to mutilate children's genitalia. Yep. Now, they're going to run from that issue. And we're going to prove them wrong. They're acting like it's not about surgery. She admits that surgeries are very rare with people under 18, and they probably are. But mm-hmm. even I, I don't know if surgery is necessarily just the worst thing. They put them on hormone treatments. Let's be honest. That's what we're talking about here is hormonal treatments. And a lot of hormonal treatments are not reversible, permanent stuff like breast enhancements. If you're a male transitioning to a man, listen to me talk, <laughs> a male pretending to trans transform into a female because you can't do that, by the way. That's mm-hmm. not possible. But to take on feminine qualities, um, certainly the pelvic bone development, so bone density, things like that. Very important stuff that can be permanent. 
if put on hormonal treatments, which is a big part of what they want to do. So aside from just hacking up kids with surgical instruments, the hormonal treatments is a big deal. You mm-hmm. sneezing? Watch that. Get that on film. There. Watch this. This is great. <laughs> See, that's what I'm going to do when I want to read comments from now on because we are way behind on comments. All right, read the comments. Boy, Unless that was really fun. I was thought. watching William go like, ah. I actually, I didn't make that up. I was about to sneeze. Yeah, I know, but it was very <laughs> distracting. All of a sudden, I'm like, I have to watch this. <laughs> um, yeah, very active comment section on Rumble today. Uh, so, uh, Tucker's watching from Sleepy Eye. Um, uh, J and 18 is in Fairfax. Um, I guess Glenn Coton and Tucker are going to be hanging out because they're neighbors, apparently. So they, Oh, cool. Glenn's going to go over to Tucker's house, apparently. Oh, then we lose one uh, viewer. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> he can keep it up on his phone. Yeah. Um, n- new F2727 says, Lock these child abusers up. This bill has nothing to do for Minnesotans. It's for other states. It makes no sense. Um Oh, Glenn's going to pick up some beer first before he goes over to Tucker's house. <laughs> okay. um, there's a there's another one that I got caught behind on. Jay and 18 said earlier, let us get married, they said. I think that's it's the slippery slope fallacy that they keep saying is a fallacy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people said back when they uh, made gay marriage legal, this yeah. is the inevitability. Yeah. Yeah. A slippery slope. Uh, Lisa on Facebook said, I stayed up and watched it all. I'm so disgusted in the DFL. Good for you. You and uh, Meg and Jesse should hang out. Although mm-hmm. Jesse did fall asleep somewhere mm-hmm. around 3.34 a.m. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also did look. So it was at about midnight that this uh, bill did get uh, brought up to uh, for debate. Right. Okay, so why are we talking about this Dr. Gep- Gepford, right? Because before we get into this debate, why are we talking about they, her, they, she, um, pull up the article we did last night about the teachers union mm-hmm. supporting a what do they call it? gender resource fair for elementary school. This is crazy, but this is this is the agenda, right? And um, this individual is um, behind an a, a, an event. Um, it's after school, luckily, but it's going to be during school hours eventually. Let's just be honest. It all starts out after school or not even in the school so starts out not in the schools now it's in the schools but it's after school eventually becomes part of the curriculum Mm -hmm. and this gender resource fair has a drag story hour and this is elementary school children this is at loring elementary school in minneapolis this the date of this is going to be april 13th 4 30 to 6 30 p.m and that is the they she doctor that you just saw in the press conference Make no mistake about it. What we are talking about right now is manipulation of young children at the elementary age. Now, elementary starts in first grade, so we're literally talking about six- and Mm seven-year-olds, right? And in in Governor Walls' press conference, they actually mention or they bring on stage, they parade a six-year-old on stage, a boy who's dressed up as a girl which is a ridiculous thing. Shame on those parents for doing something like that. Mm-hmm. So this is why we're talking about this issue because it's literally about little children. These wackos are so crazy that they have to affect the children and they act as if they're the ones with compassion um, when really all we're trying to do is protect young children because some of these things are not reversible. Mm-hmm. And so that's very terrible. And a young kid cannot tell you what gender they are because they don't know anything. Young children are just, they're young children. They're not smart. They haven't learned things. Mm-hmm. So you don't listen to young children despite what our uh, awful Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan says. Okay, right. so. Oh, oh and also, yeah, I mean, on that point, the sterilization, you know, there's kids out there that are getting these medications that are messing with their hormones. They're sterilized. They can't have kids anymore in the future or they become barren. They can't have, uh, you know, yeah. kids. So uh, in either of those situations, it's just, it's so terrible that they would think that they can do that to kids permanently screw up their bodies for the rest of their lives. You know, like you said, adults do whatever you want. I don't care. I don't like it, but I don't care. Uh, but messing with kids is screwed up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we're going to get into this, but that was a big part of the, uh, house debate last night, talking about how these drugs, how these surgeries, Mm -hmm. um, make you sterile and they mess with your bone structure and they mess with your, 
uh, development. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple clips I think we'll watch in a bit. If you want to follow along with the article and look at the vote ahead time, go to actionforliberty.com, action4liberty.com. We have the vote up there. We're going to get to that in a bit um, so you can see how your legislator voted. So let's go ahead. Do we have the clip of Lee Finke introducing the bill, which would have been past midnight? Did you get that clip with Dawson, or did we just go right into the debate of the midnight? We just went right into the debate. Okay, gotcha. All right, so um, let's let's show people what this uh, this all came, comes down to, okay? Um, Dawson, do we still have that image from last night, the amendment? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can pull it up. Okay, pull that up. So – Essentially, we've accused since the get-go, our first article about this was in January, and it was about this is a gender, gender, gender sorry, genital mutilation um, surgery sanctuary bill. So they want to make Minnesota a sanctuary state for genital mutilation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the leftists, and as Jesse pointed out, the Republicans also are calling it gender-affirming care, mm-hmm. right? Right, that sounds I know. Nice. It, it was so disappointing for me to watch the Republicans on the House floor. So many of them are weak, spineless rhinos using the uh, exact terms as the Democrats, you know, gender affirming health care. That's what it's called. It's not called chopping off genitals. You know, it's I, I don't like that they uh, are using the liberal lingo. I think it, uh, you know, you're playing right into the Democrats hands and you need to fight them on every front. Yeah, it's the same thing as using their terms like pro-choice, mm-hmm. where really you need to say pro-abortion or pro-baby killing because that's mm-hmm. what it is. You got to frame things from your perspective. You can't give them points by using their language. Right. And gender-affirming care, just like evidence-based, um, is a carefully crafted talking point by the leftists, and they're very good at this, better than the Republicans at messaging, which is insane. Um, but yeah, their talk- views are so wacko. Tucker's got it here. Uh, Tucker 91 says gender affirming is actually gender denying care. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. It, it really comes yeah. down to, uh, so yeah, who's wrong? You... Reassignment. That was the yeah. original term, gender reassignment surgery. So reassignment obviously doesn't mean affirming. It means changing. Yes, and they can't now call it reassignment because that'd be wrong. Gender <laughs> affirming means whatever you believe is more correct than God. Okay, so here's what the amendment, and this was offered by Mary France of Alexandria. This is a Republican legislator. Um, amended the bill and added the the uh, language gender affirming health care does not include treatments that by the way if you're following along it's on the bottom what's on the top is the amendment to amendment let me explain that real quick when a um when a minority member uh, so a, a, a member of the minority party okay wants to amend a bill to get rid of really bad stuff in it they offer an amendment on the house floor it's called a floor amendment there are many ways to kill floor amendments that the majority party doesn't want. In this case, mm-hmm. the Democrats don't want of the Republicans. One way is to rule it out of order. They did this, uh, Mary France, in Second Amendment. Right. So they rule it out of order, say it's not germane, some other rule. They like to play these rules battles. Mm-hmm. Everything comes down very democratically when it comes to a legislative body. Simple majority rules. So it doesn't matter if the merits of the argument are better on the minority party. The majority party has the votes. That's why they're the majority, right? They have the votes. Mm -hmm. So they'll just um, basically follow the advice of the Speaker of the House. And that's what they did. They ruled it out of order. They appealed the decision on an amendment. And uh, they uh, upheld the Speaker's ruling. Another way to kill an amendment by the minority party is to amend their amendment. It's called an amendment to the amendment. Now, you can only have one amendment to an amendment, okay? Mm -hmm. Or you can only – I'm sorry – you can't amend an amendment to an amendment. If that makes sense, okay? There's a reason nerds go into politics. So this is what the Democrats play here, and this is Jamie Becker-Finn, she, they, she, her, whatever, wacko job, crazy leftist, represents Roosevelt, Maga Jesse's legislator, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, she amends the Franson Amendment, and Franson's amendment says gender-affirming health care does not include treatments that, for a minor, may result in permanent loss of sexual function, permanent sterilization, or permanent change to the bone density or structure of a person's bones. Wonderful language. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with that? Can't we all agree that that is something that should not be in law, right? Mm-hmm. Can't we agree with that? And they can't agree with that. They can't agree with that at all. So this is what they did. So go back to that graphic, um, Dawson. Jamie Becker Finn says, after the word that, you want to insert 
are not safe and effective and evidence-based and then delete lines four and five. So four and five permanently kills loss of sexual function, sterilization, permanent change to bone structure, bone structure. Mm-hmm. So essentially with Jamie Becker Finn's amendment, which passed, and I'll tell you who voted for it. It now reads gender affirming healthcare does not include treatments that are not safe, effective and evidence-based. Now that's why I stopped the doctor, Dr. Gebford, in that press conference, evidence-based. They're going to keep using this stuff. Now, you guys know, because you probably started following Action for Liberty during COVID, and we heard evidence-based all the time. You need to go get that Pfizer jab. It's evidence-based science. This is oh, climate change, evidence-based science. The Democrats have these carefully crafted talking points that are just lies. If you haven't learned this at this point, the Democrats, the liberals, they lie about everything. That is their goal is to lie. They don't care about telling the truth. We like to tell the truth. That's why we call our show The Truth Hurts. Sometimes truth is very painful. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and tactically, you know, looking at what Jamie Becker Finn was doing there, what the Democrats do in this situation, what the amendment to the amendment does is it forces the Democrats not to have to vote on that very important vote. It would for, you know, what that did was it forced it so that they weren't voting specifically on uh, whether or not child transgender surgeries and everything like that should be banned. Uh, so, you know, th- that was what the Democrats do. They they flip it onto this safe, effective, and whatever else they want to call it. Uh, you know, they change the language of it. That way, these uh, swing district Democrats don't have to go on record voting for child transgender surgeries. But they they are, because they, we're going to expose it. They really yeah. are, yeah, they really exactly. Are. And so what we're going to expose right now is that Representative Gene Pulowski voted for this. Mm-hmm. So one of the Democrats who's tried to play on the right side of issues, certainly on abortion and on the final vote here, he actually killed the language, that very important language in this bill. Liz Lagarde, no show. Oh, I'm sure he had a real excuse for not showing up in the legislature yesterday. Mm-hmm. Dave Lizgard up in the Iron Range, a very Trump-esque area. And even if he couldn't physically be there, you are still allowed to call in your votes. You know, you're still allowed oh, I'm to sure do everything. I'm sure he had something so. very important going on yesterday. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't think so. No, <laughs> what I, I think it. is he was hiding. He didn't want to vote on it. He and uh, yeah, of course, you know the Democrats are, you know, putting him in a tough spot. But you know, if he if he had a spine, he would have shown up and he would have voted against it, going against his own party. But it shows that Liz Lagarde is just as bad as the rest of them. So what we're saying now is every Democrat that was there voted for it. So that includes the likes of Josiah Hill, Jeff Brand, Brad Tabke, Matt Norris, Dan Wolgamott. Lucille Reem and Jerry Newton, just to name a couple, swing district Democrats all voting for basically assuring that general mutilation can occur under this bill. All right. So essentially the, uh, that amendment passes that amendment to the amendment passes. Franson withdraws her amendment because the amendments basically Mm -hmm. been killed. You know, and and as I was watching that whole part, I was kind of wondering maybe Franzen should still try to keep this amendment in there because even though these liberals are starting to, you know, put their own terminology in there, we can use those words against them. Safe, effective, and uh, evidence-driven, you know, all of that stuff we can attack the Democrats with because there's no uh, child transgender surgery that is evidence-driven. There's no child transgender surgery that's safe or effective. So I would almost say, yeah, okay, well, you know what? We're still going to put the amendment in there. If that's the language you guys want to use, I'm going to use it all against you. You know, that is actually very – that's a fair point because it's like evidence-based. Well, one one piece of evidence, isn't Mm -hmm. that – that's all that counts, even if there's 10 pieces that – counter that Mm -hmm. right Right. exactly it's such a broad term that you know we could use that against them and say well we have our own evidence it's so vague that Mm -hmm. uh, okay let's not get into the weeds of it right let's Mm -hmm. give you the clips because this then got this is interesting stuff here yeah so let's pull up the clip uh william you put this together so i'll let you kind of preview it yeah that's Uh, yeah this is so this is representative mary franzen um asking questions of both Lee Finke, the transgender, and uh, Jamie Becker Finn, uh, far leftist, about uh, the effects of these surgeries and hormones. So you can go ahead and play it. (laughs) Would Representative Finke yield for a question? She will. Representative Franson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Representative Finke, do GNRH hormones cause bone loss? Representative Finke. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Um, 
that is not a yes or no question. Um, you'll have to talk to a doctor about a specific treatment plan to have an answer to that question. Representative Franson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. And also, before I forget, I'd like a roll call on this amendment. Representative Franson requests a roll call. Seeing 15 hands, there will be a roll call. Representative Franson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. According to the NIH.gov, human clinical trials revealed significant bone loss at the spine, hip, and femur in patients treated with a GNRH antagonist. Thus, osteoporosis and the resilient fragility fractures pose a significant impact on health and quality of life of the GNRH antagonist users. Would Representative Becker Finn yield to a question? She will. Representative Franson. That's some Thank great you, comments on this. We'll get to in Madam a minute. Speaker. Representative Becker Finn, under the 8-8 amendment that I offered, GNRH hormones would not be allowed due to bone loss. Under your amendment, would GNRH hormones be allowed? Representative Becker Finn. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, I'm a lawyer and not a doctor. Um, so just to clarify, my amendment would not allow any treatments that are not safe, effective, and evidence-based. Pa pause it right there real quick. Yeah. See, they keep saying, well, you got to talk to a doctor about this. You got to talk to a doctor about this. Why are you legislating this stuff if you can't back it up? Right, mm -hmm. if you don't know. But if you don't they know do the know. answers, you know, that's oh, the they know, they, they yeah, know exactly. the answers. Yep. Exactly. They just don't want to admit that they're going to push these kinds of crazy radical drugs onto kids. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> we we got some really funny comments. Jay and 18, I think at um, talking about Finky asking, is he a biker? He's got <laughs> that leather jacket on. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the leather jackets uh, least to my concern with uh, Finky on the yeah. house floor. Uh, he also says a uh, grimace after his big mass, big Mac sauce addiction. I think that's in reference to the purple hair. Mm -hmm. I guess I don't get it. Grimace, you know the McDonald's purple monster. Oh, thing? that's what it's called, grimace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I just um, man, those characters kind of died a long time yeah. ago. I, I forgot about them. Hamburger, yeah, Hamburglar. They killed off Ronald McDonald too. Yeah, they you know McDonald's has gone super woke. They yeah. still got signs with masks. Oh, are we? Did you clip? Did you get that clip of uh, Joe McDonald on the house floor? Oh no! But you oh want my me to God, William, do your job. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you kind of said just get clips and I'm like all I right. said get that. All right, I'll find that one. I can. I'll just send the pictures to Dawson. How no, about that? no, we got to run through the actual video of it. Okay, yeah. well I can I can find. Oh, that you go find quick. that. Yeah. All right, let's continue playing this. Representative Franson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Members, that sounds like it's a yes for me. Would Representative Finke yield to a question? She will. This is the best Representative one. Franson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Representative Finke, are any of the drugs that are prescribed to children also given, and by drugs I mean hormone therapies or quote-unquote puberty blockers, um, are any of them prescribed to children are they also given to violent sex offenders with the purpose of chemically castrating the violent sex offender? Representative Finke. Um, Madam Speaker, I have no idea. Representative wow. Franson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. The answer is yes. One of the common drugs prescribed is Lupron. So, the pronunciation thing. Um, Liprolian, I think it's called, pronounced Luprolian, also known as uh, Liprolide, Lupron, is a manufactured version of a hormone used to treat prostate cancer, breast cancer, endometriosis, uterine uh, fibroids, as part and as part as transgender hormone therapy for early um, puberty, or to perform chemical castration of violent sex offenders. Lupron is a very common hormone that is given to minors for early puberty, a puberty blocker that is also given to violent sex offenders for the sole purpose of chemical castration. Mm -hmm. Would Representative Becker Finn yield to a question? 
She will. Representative Franson. Representative Beckerfan, under the A8 amendment that I offered, hormones such as Luprin would not be allowed because it chemically castrates the user. Under your amendment, would hormones like Luprin be allowed? Representative Becker-Finn. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I think it's Lupron. Um, I actually took that medication uh, at one point when I was trying to uh, have my kids. So um, like many medications, there are many uses for all kinds of different drugs. They can be used in all kinds of different ways. Um, under my amendment, which is actually what's before us, you know what um, she's going to say. Gender-affirming care does not include treatments that are not safe, effective, and evidence-based. Oh yeah, Representative Franson. Thank you, Madam Speaker. So that's a yes. Would Representative Finke yield to a question? She will. Representative Franson. Representative Finke, does Luprin cause sterility in men? Representative Finke. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I don't know. Representative <laughs> Franson. Madam That's Speaker, it. You can cut you. it there. The All answer, right. members, is yes. All right. I mean, this is the uh, this isn't only the bill that I've seen this stuff happen at. Valid questions are asked to these Democrats authoring these really radical stuff, and mm -hmm. all they want to do is can talking points, not getting into the details. Mm -hmm. Now they're probably still mad because they ended up not even debating this bill till uh, midnight, and they probably all saw the writing on the wall that they're going to be there till like five in the morning. I don't. I don't recall other than a budget bill ever going that late. That is crazy. Right, that that abortion bill went until what, like two, three two in the morning three, before. Yeah. yeah, but I'd never seen anything this go this late before. And right. you know what? This is a rare time that I'll say good job, Republicans, and like dragging this thing out. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. in the end because what ends up happening is it it does pass. Now, mm -hmm. do we have um, the timestamp on Finky's final remarks? Because I want to make sure that we played that before we actually get into how this all went down. William, why don't you find that mark and then let... Uh, I did send Dawson the uh, the timestamp for the... Yeah, uh, we'll cover that here. I want to get okay. the Finky's final remarks and we'll show the vote. Um, and once again, absent from the legislature is Dave Lizagard up in the Iron Range, not to mm -hmm. partaking in any of this stuff. So it would have been really interesting to see how he votes. But you're getting all these... Swing district Democrats voting lockstep. This is the kind of argument that is being made by their caucus members. Mm -hmm. And once again, they're they're literally this is affecting young children. If you haven't realized that, this is all about young children, like as young as like six years old. We might think it could be four year olds. I don't mm -hmm. know. When does it begin? Right. And also, you know, these swing district Democrats, it's not like any of them are standing up to talk. It's not like any of them are asking questions. It's not like any of them are giving speeches. Uh, the only one of, you know, of swing district Democrats is Dan Walgamot, who's just standing up to, you know, try and use the rules against the Republicans in every, in every instance. I'll go against William a little bit. I think the Republicans could have stepped it up quite a bit. I think, uh, you know, you, you don't ever have to allow a vote. You just, you know, if you've got 60 people there, you just keep rotating them. Each one of them is going to give a half hour speech and uh, you don't stop. So that, and I, I think that the fact that the Republicans were adopting their language by calling it gender-affirming care, I think that it uh, just made Republicans look weak and spineless. Oh, yeah, you didn't have to say push back on me. You know I agree with you. Uh, I mean, that's just an impressive feat. I mean, I wonder how long, like, what's the record for actually staying in mm -hmm. session that long on Here, one bill? Here's the politics of it. Republicans get in charge, and they never pass things part of their agenda, not what the base wants. Dawson, right. I sent you that time. Never. Stamp. It what? never happens. Right. When Republicans were in charge of the Senate under Paul Gazelka, weakling Paul Gazelka, never got a pro gun bill. Never. You know who the, you know which governor was last to sign a pro gun bill? Mark, Mark Dayton. Dayton. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. It was like uh sound suppressors, they call them silencers, but sound suppressors uh mm -hmm. got passed in the law. Oh wow. We never got stand your ground, constitutional carry under Paul Gazelka. In 2017, when Republicans had that the was House, also because of Kurt Dowd, you know. Yes, well, but they Dowd didn't control the uh, House since 2019. But right. in 2017, when he did, he right. was in charge of the House, and Gazelka was in the Senate, so they would, they had both uh, bodies of the legislature. Right. Not a single constitutional carry, stand your ground bill. No 
I mean, I'm just trying to think what, what other things the agenda, they didn't never give back the surplus. They never gave back the surplus. We were dealing with a $5 billion surplus back when Republicans had control of the legislature. Mm -hmm. Think of that. No, never again, bill under Senate Republicans controlled, never got a hearing, never got any movement when Republicans had control of the Senate. Um, what else? What other big items? No big major tax cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no elimination of tax cuts. You'd never get something from the Republicans. Instead, what they want to do is they want to tell us that these conservatives are just far out there and we'll lose the suburbs. What do the Democrats when they get, get in charge? They go right for the most radical part of their agenda. Yeah. This is the most. This is why we talk about this issue. If there's ever an issue that the Democrats are going to suffer at election time, it's this issue right here. This is terrible. Most people do not believe in this stuff, and they are pushing it forward. So think about this. You're a Dave Lizagard. You're a Jeff Brand. Mm -hmm. You're a uh, uh, Matt Norris. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a, uh, I mean, I don't know if um, what's-his-nuts is going to run again. Um, uh, I can't think of the old guy's name that was a senator. Newton. Newton. Jerry oh, Newton. Yeah. Right. Uh, Josiah Hill. I mean, these guys are probably mostly all liberals. But they're, they're looking at their electorate and they go, this is a radical bill. I don't really want to take this vote. And they go, we're going to make you take this vote because Leah Finke's running the caucus. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and I so was this is what they do. The Democrats do it. They push for their agenda. The most radical parts of their agenda make their members take really hard votes. Don't mm -hmm. think for a second these weren't tough votes. Right. You know, I think the only way that they really could have, uh, you know, stop this bill was to get Leah Finke on his heels, you know, uh, because all of a sudden, if you start questioning Leah Finke and then you start getting all of these other Democrats to start realizing that Leah Finke doesn't have everything straight upstairs, you know, uh, that this person seems that a little matters. crazy. Well, I mean, it does make an impact uh, when someone is answering questions, they're unable to answer them. I think you just keep pounding them uh, because uh, if you prove that the person who uh, the Democrat in charge of this bill is completely, you know, insane, uh, the Democrats are going to realize they, they don't want to be associated with it. I think that's the only strategy. Mm -hmm. You're assuming that Democrats are logical and you're assuming that floor arguments actually matter. And unfortunately, neither of those things are true. It's all political theater it is put on theater. for enter entertainment. Right. So let's, uh, let's finish off the political theater. Let's pull up the closing uh, statement by Leah Finke, a.k.a. Chris Finke, um, before they vote for this bill. Dancy of trans people being only 35 this is that much this is obviously not uh, leaf thinking here so yeah. the timestamp keeps changing i think because right. it's a live and video right and it's counting down so this is a closing statement by leaf finky mm -hmm. and to those who stayed with us much later than i thought that i would be here uh this is my first bill that has come to the floor. This is very much not how I expected this night to go. But I am very excited and grateful to be here, to be almost done, and I promise I won't be too long. Um, but I'm very grateful. I'm feeling very grateful right now. And I just want to say thank you to a few people um, who have, who have allowed this to happen. Um, I have a list because I need it. I want to thank Representative Becker Finn, who's not over there. <laughs> uh, without, without you, this bill would not have gotten authored. Before the session started, this bill got two research with your help, and you've helped every step Just of the that way. Just notice that Lee Finke's uh, master's art no was in uh, literature. So quite familiar with fiction. I think it's Shakespearean literature to make it even better. And Keeler for carrying this bill last year, for moving us forward, and for recognizing the need uh, that we have, and that we're finally bringing to fruition tonight. Representative Kozlowski, Partners they, in Justice. They them. I want to mm -hmm. thank Dr. Gepford. I'm not sure if they're still here, but thank they, you so much. Did you hear it? They? Yep. On this bill, but oh, for, so correct. They, she. For our community. And um, former reps, Hunter Cantrell, Karen Clark, this work, this is generations of work. This is generations of work from a community that has always existed, is not made up, is not created by social media, <laughs> is not an invention of a modern era 
that simply demanded to be created and now seeks even the gender doctors say it's a social contagion crazy I'm, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm very thrown off. I want to thank Leader DeMuth for her comments at the end. Um, I was not expecting to be feeling the way that I'm feeling at the end, but I think we now understand. We understand the distinction between what is being said on one side and what is being said on the other. Because you see us, when you see us, you see mutilated bodies. That's what you said. <laughs> If it's gender-affirming care, it's gender-affirming care, but otherwise, it's mutilation. And it is the most dehumanizing thing to hear in this body, and it is not how I wanted to end this, and I am very upset about it. But it's the clarity we need. The clarity we need is that we don't exist as our full, authentic self. We exist as marred, scarred, mutilated creatures who are subhuman. Point of order, Madam Speaker. Please. Representative Damon, state your point of order. Please. Questioning motives. Representative, uh, think you can speak to. You're the not supposed to accuse to other legislators of certain motives. That's Finke. that's what they're doing. I so I do believe that Representative Finke was discussing the words in the debate and not the personalities, but we will be on guard. Representative Finke. I will let that go. I I I just I found that to be a very shocking note for us to end this debate on. The truth of our side is simply belied by this. It is what Representative Becker Finn said earlier. It is what every parent who goes to their school council and says, I didn't support gender affirming care, and then I had a trans child. No such thing. When you see the difference, you know the truth. When you see a child before and after, you realize what it means to provide safety and love and yes right all i hear is no 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 we, we are saying yes to who you are and this happens kids don't know that time again this is what happens you you representative hudson you said i was obfuscating and getting further and further and further away you want to know what the result of gender affirming see 5 15 a.m this is when this all went down this is why no one's seen this video it's by the leash. way 5 15 a.m who are here passing these kind of bills so when you, when you say, what are we doing to people? Well, you're making people like me. You're making you're gross. He thinks that's a good here. thing. <laughs> yeah. Very it, disturbed it, individual. So, we'll get more into that. We'll probably do a special so show on you to see the craziness of this person. You have to ban gender affirming care. You have to attack us. You have to call us against nature. Yes, that's exactly. Nature, that's literally what it is. The furthest understandings of reality. Nothing could be more personal. You cannot get a more innate, personal example of what gender-affirming care means than to simply talk to a trans person. You're an adult. And when you say There's to a them big difference. what you have said to them tonight, we have heard you. And that's why we need to pass this bill. I'm not going to thank us for the debate tonight. I'm going to thank my members for staying up until 5.15 to make sure this happens, to protect our community, because we see why we need this protection now more than ever. Thank you all for staying. I did not plan to get this mad, but I feel so loved by these colleagues on the floor tonight. I feel so much support, and our community is watching. Our community Those feels big old this hands. love from Minnesota. Yeah. We don't get good news. I said this before. When, tr when the media is talking about our community, it ain't good. Yeah. This is good. This is justice. This is powerful statement for what it means to love people. Vote for it. Yeah, I think we love kids a little bit more. You know, we don't want to hack them up. All um, right, this is this is what we wanted to show you last night when we did a live show is how the vote was going to go down, the debates, and uh, do live reaction to it. So let's just go ahead and play out the scoreboard here or the, the, the voting needs board. The gallery to be quiet in the chamber. The clerk will take the roll on the So bill. once again, this is happening at about 5.18-ish in the morning, the vote. You can yeah, just kill me. And it's going to be a strict party lines. If you look at Pulowski, which is the second row to the right, 
Um, in in the you have the color on colors, the right. Yeah, the colors to the right. Don't get confused with the Senate. Yeah, colors to the right. Pulaski is a no. That's a red. Mm -hmm. And then if you look in the middle column, Lizagard, Dave Lizagard. Uh, was absent all day. Oh, I'm sure he had a real excuse to not be up here for a very important vote. Um, Daniels, not at the legislature that day. Um, er Dean Ertl wasn't there that day. These are Republicans, by the way. Republicans, quotation. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, O'Neill was absent, but calling Call in votes. names of the members who are voting remotely. I'm forgetting a, a Republican here. Um, Daniels. O'Neill. Who's the other one? O'Neill, no. O'Neill, Keel, no. Deb Keel. Mm -hmm. Pryor. Pryor, aye. So three Republicans aye. Did, wouldn't have made a difference. 68 to 62 is the final vote. Um, so if Liz Lagarde and those four Republicans showed up, it would have been 68 to 66. Bill still would have passed. You needed another Democrat to flip. Wolgamott, Stevenson, uh, Norris, um, all these you know jeff brand josiah hill all voting for it bill passes i think it's five before i announce the vote, 19 518 in the morning the mm -hmm. all of us are sleeping or just waking up for the day if you're an early riser and i would greatly appreciate that from both members and uh, those who are with us here in the gallery so what happens there then is obviously it goes to the uh, minnesota senate house file 146 is passed and its title agreed to. Yeah, 519 in the morning. Okay, you can stop it there. Go find that time frame, uh, Dawson, for the uh, um, mask. Uh, that's an interesting thing, and then we'll, we'll be closing down the show on that. So in other words, now it's got to go to the Senate. Now the Senate, the politics gets really interesting, and we'll definitely be breaking that with live coverage. But, um, And we did a show about this last Tuesday. The five top concerns you should have for the remaining two months of the legislature. We're, we're under two months now of this legislative session. So one of the, the number two after gun control was this bill. So it's already passed the House. If it goes to Senate, if it gets a floor vote, I don't know what your read on this is, Jesse, mm -hmm. I'd love to hear it. Um, if it passes the Senate with no amendments, it goes to the governor's desk. Governor Walls is going to sign it because right. he's already signed a executive order affirming that stuff. Oh, I forgot to mention this. In that press conference at the beginning of someone in the media, the media is so lazy. They don't ask any tough questions. Yeah. But someone in the media goes, so Governor Wall signed an executive order. Why? What's the purpose of this legislation? And basically Democrats have to admit that executive orders aren't laws. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez, missed that one during all of COVID, yeah. you know, when they were treating Governor Wall's executive orders as law. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, what's your read on this going to the Senate? You know, I'm wondering the exact same thing, too, and I think that it is uh, going to come down to people like Putnam, Seaburger, Kupek, and uh, Hostchild, you know? I think that when you look at the DFL people that just barely won their elections in the Senate, those are the people that we need to target because it only takes one vote to flip the Senate. Mm -hmm. uh, so considering that, and, you know, these Democrats better realize that if you vote for transgender children surgery, it's the end of your political career. You're done. Be. You're toast. You're never going to be allowed back in again. Uh, this is the determinative vote of uh, their political career. They need to be made aware of that. Uh, so if any of those people are your senators, you know, definitely be reaching out to them. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that they feel the pressure because uh, if they get behind this thing, you know, they're toast. But we can't allow it to happen. We have to fight it. Right. Yeah. And it's just amazing that there's so many state reps that are in the Democrat caucus that are just I mean, Pulaski is the only one, and even he voted against that amendment. Or yeah, they must think for the amendment that, you know, to the amendment. You know, I guess the the whole idea of what they do is, you know, you have to vote for these bills so that when your bill finally comes up, all the Democrats will stick with you. Yeah. But that's such a bad way of governing. You know, oh, we're all just going to pass bad ideas one at a time, and you know, everyone gets their own little piece of it. It's not a. It's that's not the way the government should be running. You know, you're making me realize something about the Democrat. This could be just. Speaker Hortman, and probably something more nefarious than Speaker Hortman. I, I don't want to accuse her of being like the big uh, uh, puppet master here. Um, something inside the Democrat ranks is causing these people to get in line. Yeah. And we saw that firsthand when we had the votes, when, when the votes were finally there for us to end Governor Wall's emergency powers, we had six Democrats, Rob Eklund, Julie Sandstead, Dave Lizagard, Gene Pawlowski, um, Paul Marquardt, 
and um, and Sundin, Mike Sundin, six Democrats voting against Governor Walls' mercy powers, and that was finally going to pass uh, in the Minnesota House. The resolution. This is in January 2021, and all six did a 180. Yeah, they did a 180. They reneged on their vote after the election. The Democrat Party has something on these people, right? They're going to them and they're forcing their votes. And that's what probably they're going to do here in the Senate. This is all radicals. And once again, as I mentioned, the Republicans, when they're in charge, they do nothing. They never bring up these tough votes. Mm-hmm. And the second someone actually forces a tough vote, like Eric Mortensen did back in 2022 and 2021, what do they do? They won't allow roll call votes. The, mm-hmm. Kurt Dowd, the minority leader at the time, is actually stopping us from even seeing how these votes would have played out. So Republicans do absolutely nothing. They quash any kind of good conservative movement, and the Democrats go hard in. Now, maybe that's because the Republicans really aren't that conservative. And you brought up something, Jesse, mm-hmm. You know, when you were watching this real late at night, and we were kind of watching some of the uh, recap of this, mm-hmm. when um, Mike Weiner was talking, something was going on in the background. <laughs> Explain what happened here. That's right. I had uh, noticed that, you know, I, I look and I say, oh, that's weird. There's someone wearing a mask. You know, it's March of 2023. You know, who's wearing a mask anymore? Uh, and then, you know, the guy gets up, leaves, and he comes back without the mask. And I go, hold on a second. That's GOP Representative Joe McDonald. All right, let's start rolling this film. We don't need the audio for it, so I won't even put the headphones on it. But as you can notice in the back, there's... Yeah, look at that yeah, guy in the vest. Rolling the, yep, is uh, uh, Joe McDonald. Now, you'll notice it's Joe McDonald because they'll actually remove the mask at some point. So the question, and we were all wondering... Why is Joe McDonald in March of 2023 wearing a surgical mask, a useless surgical mask? Mm -hmm. And you originally posited the theory, William, that he's sick. Well, if he's sick, what is he doing right there? There he is. (laughs) What is he doing right there? If you're sick, aren't you spreading whatever you're sick with? It doesn't look sick, by the way. Right. Uh, What is he doing? My best explanation, my best guess is that he doesn't want people reading his lips or something. Like he wants to have a conversation that he doesn't want people to know about. Uh, But then he uncovers it, so... It really doesn't make any sense. I can't imagine it. Maybe he used the mask to cover his eyes or something while he took a nap. I mean, what was he doing? I don't know. Well, if Joe McDonald's your state rep, I guess I'd be kind of curious because, once again, you know, a lot of us still remember the government forcing mask compliance. Mm-hmm. What was that, August of 2020? And how long was the mask mandate? It was so long. Utterly ridiculous. Doesn't work. It's a yeah. signal. So this is the other thing that makes it so interesting is it's a signal. This is a signal mm-hmm. on the left. This is like the equivalent of wearing the uh, MAGA hats on the right, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you almost know someone's a left winger when they wear a useless cloth mask. Yeah. And here you got a Republican. And now he, he completely di- it. ditched it. Yeah, he ditched the mask entirely. What on earth was he doing? Right. It, it's. Do you it's think there's a weird. logical explanation for it? It was a very interesting find. I, I got to admit, I'm probably... Kind of curious why mm-hmm. he was doing that. Two twenty-eight in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, no, there's a uh, mask again. It's yeah, in his hands. But you know, he wasn't the only rhino on display. You know, during the night, Kurt Dowd had plenty to say. And uh, yeah, you were showing us a clip of Kurt Dowd, which right. was really fascinating. And Kurt Dowd explaining how this doesn't affect why are we even voting on this it doesn't affect a single Minnesota resident. It's right. Like, what kind of talking point is no, that? No, I know it didn't make this any is a sense. Very consequential bill because it, it doesn't even matter if it affects minnesota residents it's affecting children but he's also who are wrong come on to minnesota yeah. yeah he's also wrong on that point too because i think it was uh representative harry niska was pointing out uh you know it's interesting uh lee finky that you think that uh you know these surgeries for children are already illegal because if you read this bill if you read the bill that you're proposing it would you know a judge could legally interpret that bill and the words within it to say that it's legal and of course, that's what the bill says: is that it's legal. If there's no uh, if there's no regulations to stop children from getting it, uh, that means it's legal. Uh, so, you know, that just goes to show that it obviously affects Minnesota residents. And uh, Kurt Dowd's terrible points. Of course, it affects the uh, kids who you know parents are trying to abuse and bring into Minnesota to push this kind of stuff. Uh, but it absolutely affects Minnesota residents. And it showed, you know, Kurt Dowd is out of touch. All right. And that wasn't the only thing I was mad at with Kurt Dowd. You know, his little soft endorsement for Ron DeSantis. (laughs) You know, if if Kurt Dowd is behind your presidential candidate, you're probably behind the wrong guy. You were were mad yesterday about 
me supposedly putting words in your mouth. Now mm-hmm. you're putting words in Kurt Doubt's mouth. He literally said um, a major contender for the Republican nominee. I'm pretty major sure he said a leading contender. Yeah. The leading. The leading a contender. Leading Jesse, contender. you're getting a little and sensitive the, you know, on but, this stuff. But hold on a second. Well, let's be honest. Why he's definitely Kurt a DeSantis bringing, guy. Exactly. Yeah, well, why, is he, why would he be saying, oh, it could be Walls versus DeSantis? No, well, because it's that's going what, to be Trump. Actually, he could be a Nikki Haley guy. He's probably lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm I wouldn't sure be surprised. It's even but more, let's, let's, more likely. Let's read these comments here. It's because the media was propping up Walls versus DeSantis. Yeah, but he made what Jesse was commenting on a lead contender a lead the whatever. leading the, the, a leading oh, contender whatever. Hey, let's read the comments here because we're gonna have to sign off got yeah we got a lot of comments so i don't really know where to start um i'm sorry guys first i'm just gonna yeah we're as our policy well, did anyone can, do a rumble rant if they pay to get uh a rumble rant then they get shot <laughs> to the top right that's There's true the plug. that's true um so i'm just gonna be picking out some of my favorites here um so J J A N D 18 says what a strange perverse way to cripple society that should be laughed at and not taken seriously agreed um frosty girl says omg so hard to listen to i think this is during the closing argument yeah. um and let's see here she wasn't talking about you talking <laughs> oh funny <laughs> That's very nice of you. Uh, Tucker91 says, Loving people is getting them the medical and mental help they need, not further indulging in their mental delusion. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, very true. And that's where this whole issue comes down to, is it's a delusion, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, we just got a comment. Long Rifle 88. Um, well, that's a nice name, Long mm-hmm. Rifle 88. Well, and you know this guy, too. How do uh, I know this guy? How do you know, William, that know this guy? Charles here. Drop DeSantis, go Vivek, if not Trump. Keep, keep that door open <laughs> Oh, here. that's um, interesting. Uh, open the door to the studio. And, Tell him you can come in and watch live. And, Charles, I think you're probably, you're probably right, because uh, if DeSantis is hawkish on Ukraine. Hold on, I'm sorry. A, I was, I, our guests were arriving. So t- tell me again, what was the – Yeah. Um, what was Long Rifle 88? I'm so sorry. Uh, William, Charles here uh, – Charles is a friend of mine from uh, from back home. Uh, he says, William, Charles here, drop DeSantis, go Vivek, if not Trump. Gotcha. Okay. And, yeah, no, I like the guy, too. Um, I think he might be a little bit soft on abortion, which is a big deal for me. But otherwise, he seems pretty solid. So. Gotcha. Um, Tucker91 says, LOL, meatball Ron, LOL. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll agree that I, I think Vivek is better than uh, – then Ron Rontanamo Bay. So. And then we're going over to Wait, Facebook. Wait, Ron's establishment? That's yeah. my favorite one, by uh-huh. the way. Uh, didn't Trump actually refer to him as Rob, too? At one point? <laughs> no, I don't know. That's funny, though. I think funny, he though. did. I think you he know, that's him. my favorite Meatball nickname. Meatball Rob. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, good. I'm going to do the It reminds piece. me of the uh, old uh, Floyd Mayweather. They asked him about Ron, um, Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Back when they were like, Ronda Rousey's so amazing, he could probably beat up Floyd Mayweather. And he goes... Ron Rousey never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the things from this, uh, I haven't watched the full Pierce Morgan Ron DeSantis interview, but Ron DeSantis sounds so weak in this thing. He says, you know, oh Trump wants to call me Meatball Ron, call me whatever you like, just call me a winner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, you are cringy. You know, good luck. He's not good on his feet. So I'm excited. What other comments? Uh, someone just texted me uh, saying because Joe McDonald is gay. So <laughs> why would you read that? What? Why would you read that? What do you mean? You read someone privately texting you. Yeah. Because that's not substantiated. He's he's got a wife and a family. No, I think it it's the derogatory the, about term. The mask. Yeah. Oh god. Not literally homosexual. You're the straight laced um, on the program. You're not supposed to go so I'm literally just reading what other people Yo, are saying. Yo, but that person's unnamed. You allow an unnamed person to get into our show. I just wanted I just wanted to read it. Oh, it was this is funny. unreal. Um now we're going over to Facebook. Um Tara says please post link for HF one forty six, which I'll I'll do okay, in a second uh, here. Yes, go to action for uh, quickly oh, yeah, pull up the yeah. article there, Dawson. Better yet, just go to action. Yeah, for I totally forgot about that. HF one forty six is hyperlinked on our website. So if you go to our site, action uh, number four liberty dot com, action There's a p- picture of Dave Lizagard who's absent uh, next to Lee Finky, otherwise known as Chris Finky. And there we have that amendment that we told you about. It's a screenshot. Obviously, it's not on the website. We want you to contact your representative. So that says who represents me. And then you can see there's uh yeah on the bottom it's who represents you. You can contact your legislator, let them know how you feel about this issue. Just type in your address. That's the government's website. Go back to our actionforliberty.com 
And then we also have HF-146. It's hyperlinked. I think it's the third paragraph there, something like that. Second, third. Where is it? Somewhere in here. Why is it not in there? you got to be kidding me. D don't we say HF-146 somewhere? I only wrote this. Uh, what happened in my paragraph on... <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll get a link thrown in on Facebook. Oh, well, I guess I got to go throw. How the heck did that get removed? All right, interesting. That's bizarre. I, I remember doing it this morning. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'm underslept like uh, Jesse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Jenny on Facebook says the bill, and I have no idea what this is. I'm going to mess up the pronunciation. The bill should have been in iambic pentameter then. That's a oh. font. See, I don't even know what this is. There you go. I guess, yeah. Um, and then Lisa says they need to be voted out. Um, yeah. on a pers on a personal note, so true. I don't think we could say that as an organization, but personally, so true. Gotcha. All right. Well, I just realized the issue with uh, um, the articles I copied and pasted. I I didn't add the beginning part of my article. Uh, we had to do that switcheroo. So. Um, I will go back and fix that, but it should have a hyperlink. Anyhow, I appreciate you guys tuning in. This was a great audience. Uh, thank you for your comments. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Our plan is to be back Tuesday at 1 o'clock, our regular schedule. Now, here's the deal. Trump might get arrested on Monday. We might have to come live to you. This could go to the Senate. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. All I know is the next two months are going to be crazy busy, not just because of national politics, but also what's going on in the Minnesota legislature. So we will be back at least Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in this episode of The Truth Hurts. Take care.